Hello, welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 40. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And you let me do the intro. You're back on it. You did it all right as well this time, didn't you? I wanted to make sure I got it right so that you didn't remove me from doing the intro again, of course. So we're back and firing on all cylinders. Yes. With Jimbo back doing the introduction. And it's nearly Christmas time, isn't it, Jimbo? It is nearly Christmas time. Have we actually got a subtitle for this episode? Yes, the subtitle for this episode is um, Podcasts Begin at 40. Oh, right, okay. Um, a bit like life begins at 40, as people exactly, used to say. Exactly, because this is our 40th episode. We're 40 episodes young. Yep. And they do say, like you say, um, podcasts begin at 40. So yep. that's how it's going to work, isn't it? This episode will be 40, but not naughty. Exactly. Um, and with that, we thought we'd look at other people today who are, who've turned 40 this in 2018. 40 years old. The difference between 40 episodes and 40 years old. Just think, in, in a few time, in a few, well... In a few months' time, we'll be ten. Um, we'll be ten. What I'm talking about, we, we already got past ten. Uh, in a few months' time, we'll be fifty, won't we? We will be fifty. Uh, and as a, a keen cricket player, I think when we get to fifty, I'm going to pick up the microphone and raise it towards a pavilion, if that's okay, <laughs> just as a symbol of getting to fifty. What happens when we get to hundred? Uh, well, after the same thing again. Oh, is that what? Okay. Yeah. Don't do anything else special. No, not surely they cricket. think of something different. Well, no, it's, but cricket's not a very celebratory sport, is it? Any, Does lot- as, as long as you score a number that's kind of got a. Uh, is a multiple of 50. You just wave your bat at the pavilion, that's it. Well, last week was our um, anti-Christmas episode, wasn't it? It was, and now we're full-on Christmas again. We are, we're full-on Christmas, because it is technically our last episode before the big day, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So we've got loads coming up, uh, including... A few, we've got a few Christmassy things coming up, possibly. Uh, possibly. Or not really. We just, Actually, I don't, we, I don't we, think we We just put a Christmas <laughs> jingle in it, didn't we? Well, we, it's, it's the same every year, isn't it, really? What what else can we do? You've well, got a Christmas jumper on. That's a good start. Yeah, but I wore one last week on the anti-Christmas <laughs> episode. We're not allowed to talk about that because we're supposed to be for anti-Christmas. Yeah, and we've got just as much Christmas content in this one as we have in last uh, as we did in last <laughs> one. If you want to listen to a decent Christmas episode, listen to last year's. Yeah. It'll be the same thing. I've not done another Christmas quiz because I used all my questions last year. But we're doing a bit of it. We're starting to review the year, aren't we? Because it's technically Christmas marks the end of another year, doesn't it? It it nearly does, yeah. New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, traditionally, speaking, yeah, but, marks the end of the year. But we thought because we always run out of time, we'd we'd start doing our Chris our, our annual review of the year early. Is that correct? Is that what you're doing? Well, I'm just doing an end of year quiz just to see some of the... <laughs> over two episodes. Uh, well, yeah. I, I, looking at it, I think I've probably got enough content for two quizzes. So um, good. I'll only do good because we've got to do the end of the year one in between Christmas and New Year. That's a good point. You can leave yeah. us with no content. Yeah, no, don't worry. I'm on top of it. I'm in control. <laughs> the, one thing I can tell you for certain is that 2018 has had enough stupid news stories to keep us entertained. You can't have Donald Trump in the White House without having plenty of uh, good quality material. Although I don't really think he appears. So. Okay. So, what have we got? Any festive drinks today? Um, no, not really. No? Uh, we've got uh, we've got from the Black Sheep Brewery. <laughs> We've got some Yorkshire Square Ale. How very festive. Um, brewed, in, <laughs> brewed in Massam, Yorkshire. It's red. Red's a bit festive. Red, yeah. Same colour as Father Christmas as Jumper. And we're back at my house today, aren't we? Recording in the, uh, in the old kitchen. Uh, well, did, did, you notice the, did you notice the table and chairs? I was just going to say your... And the dresser. The dresser. Um, I can't believe that you still have someone to get your dress nowadays, Jimbo, but there we go. Um, well, yes, I can see the chairs are, and table. I mean, this is just beautiful artwork so it's clearly been done by a wife and not by you exactly um but it's, has it been sanded down and repainted and, and waxed? sanded down it's been repainted it's been lacquered is that yeah, correct yeah. or 
something like that. So clearly it's not been done by you, has it? Uh, no, it's not, no. Yeah. But it's a very, very, very good bit of work. But Brilliant. how have you been going on? We know I'm trying to talk about ourselves, don't we, a little bit. So we've had this table done and we're back in the kitchen and all that. Uh, anything else been going on in your life since the last episode? Um, there's not a huge amount I can think of. I did see someone famous today, actually. Oh, go on. No, is it a guessing game? Uh, no, I was just going to okay. tell you. Because um, I, don't, I don't think you'll actually know who it is. Uh, he's a, a Radio Sheffield DJ, I believe. Okay. Uh, called Rob Rouse. I've Com- heard of Rob Rouse, Comedian, yeah. stand-up comedian. He's in Upstart Crow on BBC Two, if you've ever watched that. All right, okay. And I think he's also um, been a comedian who's been on tour. And I saw him in town earlier on today. There we go. Uh, could you, you could have got him on the podcast. Or is it contractual things? Uh, but he, <laughs> I didn't really I didn't realise it was him until he walked past. Apparently he lives in North Derbyshire. You do see a lot of the Radio Sheffield lot walking around though, don't you? I saw um, Howard Pressman long, long ago. I wouldn't, wouldn't, is, is he Kevin Preston? I kicked a football at him and he uh, flapped at it. So, yeah, yeah I think he's Kevin <laughs> Preston's brother. <laughs> I'm only joking. Kevin Preston was a great goalkeeper. Um, anyway, so Fisher's going to pour us our beer and uh, we are going to carry on with the rest of the podcast. Uh, do you want to do an apology of the week? Or have you picked anything out in particular, Fisher? I haven't in particular. Well, I think I need to apologise, or we need to apologise. We've stopped inviting celebrities on our podcast, haven't we? We've kind of forgot about inviting them on. Yeah, that's a good point. We haven't actually got... We've got, think... we got, we got so big-headed that we think we can hold our own podcast without celebrities, don't we? Well, we've managed we've managed in the uh, all the previous episodes. <laughs> all the yeah. way up to episode 40. Yeah. Plus my gran. I think, to be honest, the main problem is that no one, no one can be asked to get back to us. So. <laughs> We're going to keep trying, though, aren't we? So we apologise for not getting enough celebrity talent talented celebrities on so we will try and get non-talented yes <laughs> celebrities on. i bother about them just anyone anyone who's famous yeah i can have them on so we'll try his best and uh, something else i want to ask you about fisher okay now i know you like to speak about this and i'm giving you a bit of air time to do this did you watch the love island reunion oh i did actually yes uh yes got to mention that didn't you yeah i watched it on monday night i'd been out to manchester for the day celebrating uh an anniversary with my wife and didn't you get married in like august well yeah uh, i got married on uh july the first july the first i knew it was july the first so it's great to celebrate your anniversary in um december no that was the anniversary was like sort of starting going out with each other oh that that anniversary becomes obsolete doesn't it obsolete supposed to obsolete yeah you can't invent words to describe (laughs) it um does it not become does it not become not 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 celebrated though well we thought it's 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 a nice i was gonna say it's a nice day it's an horrible day it was it was December, wasn't it? Stop um, celebrating it then. <laughs> well, it's just a chance to go. I went to Christmas markets in Manchester. Yeah, yeah. We went. I remember going three years ago, and while I was there, I got a, I got a breaking news alert on my phone. And do you know what it said? While I was there three the, years the ago, the waste of Weather Space podcast is not due to return or due to return. Nope. It said nope. it said Jose Mourinho has been sacked as Chelsea manager. <laughs> and then, lo and behold, three years and a day later. It happened again. Sacked as Man United <laughs> was you, And was you in Manchester at the time as well? I was, I was in Manchester the day before. Oh, right. Fair I, enough. I, I walked past the hotel that he's been living in for the last two and a half years. All oh, right. Well, he knows he's not going to be... St- he might as well stay in a hotel if he knows he's not going to be sticking around anywhere for very long. Oh, he's, he's never, never, never lived in a house there. Lived in a hotel throughout. Apparently. There we go. So to the news. Fish, I'm coughing. You have to fill in. Okay, the latest news is Jimbo has he started breathing again. 
Uh, I'm going to have to do emergency CPR. I knew the Heimlich manoeuvre on him, but we think he might be okay to be able to pull through. Jimbo, are you okay? Over to you, Jimbo. Are you okay? I'm good to go. I'm good to carry on. Uh, so, what, so, so what... let's talk about the news. Yeah, any, any news you want to go with first in particular? Um, well, do you want me to read one of mine or do you want to take one of yours you, you first? Can, well, I, I'm thinking as the news is supposed to be done in, in any news um, programme, not that we're in a news programme, really, but um, you're supposed to go with the most serious news first, aren't you? Okay. I well, think I've got quite I've got quite silly news this week. Well, I did accidentally put in something that was fairly serious. Okay. Last week, obviously, we did our podcast on the Tuesday night. Yes. And it was meant to be the night when Theresa May was meant to be holding the vote about Brexit and she decided not to do it and we had a bit of a laugh about that. And little do we know, the next day, she'll be facing a no-confidence vote and potentially she was going to be ejected as leader of the Conservative Party and therefore they would have to get a new person in. Um, but she won it, so... <laughs> and we've kind of almost forgotten about it now, haven't we? Yeah. She, she is safe as Tory leader for another three year, uh, for another year, at least. What made me... What, what amused me slightly is that loads of... I think about 130 of her MPs voted against her, is that about right? It's about 130 voted against her. Mm-hmm. Or it might have been 100 voted against her and 177 voted to keep her in. Right. For all these MPs who voted against her, over 100 or so, they don't want her to be leader of the Conservative Party because they don't think she's good enough and well enough equipped. But they're fine with her being Prime Minister. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> yeah, that is a little bit bonkers, isn't it? Yeah, and then today in the House of Commons, it was alleged that Jeremy Corbyn called her a stupid woman. Oh, right, okay. Um, but he came out in his defence. Do you know what he said? She is. Uh, that would have made more sense. He would have said, no, she's not a woman, she's a robot. Did you not see her dancing the other week? <laughs> no, he said, I wasn't calling her a stupid woman. I said, stupid people, just in reference to the Tory party being stupid people. So he wasn't being, dis- he wasn't being sexist. So where did he allegedly say this? Uh, this was Prime Minister's questions earlier on well, today. Surely it'll be on camera, won't it? Well, he muttered it, and they've oh. had lip-reading experts trying to work out what he said. Oh, right. Isn't it amazing that in probably the most serious vote that our country's ever had to face, a most important political debate in the last 50 years, we're too busy trying to work out whether Jeremy Corbyn called someone a, a woman stupid or woman people. or a person. Yeah. <laughs> you see, he's not been sexist, is he? He hates everyone, and there's nothing wrong with that. What a good man. Well, we've already mentioned... Of course, obviously, he hates all the women there, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. If he's calling them stupid people. So it's kind of... Why, why is it if he becomes sexist and discriminatory against everyone... That puts him in a better light than if he's just narrowing it down against a smaller group of people. Yeah. That's what I don't quite get at times. Yeah. I wonder what. I wonder if somebody had called him a stupid man. Would it be the same response? I don't know. I mean, what, would he, what would he call Jeremy Corbyn to try and offend him? Like a bearded tosser or something like that, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He'd probably t- he'd be, he'd be fine with that, I think. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so somebody else who, who has been sacked, and we've already talked about it, Mourinho. Mourinho. A special one, or... They're not so special one. Uh, I think his, 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 his new name is the unemployed one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, the not so special one, as it turns out. Sacked again. Um, he, he came in as Man United manager two and a half years ago. Alex Ferguson recommended him. He said, he's a great manager. He's a great manager. Great manager. That was Alex Ferguson, that, by the way. Hasn't Alex Ferguson recommended all the last managers who've failed? Yeah. He was a great manager. Maybe great he should manager. sack Fergie. <laughs> Maybe. He actually wants to come back and carry a manager again, so he's been intentionally recommending rubbish managers. Possibly, yeah. And it's it's now uh, Solskjaer, isn't it, coming on? Uh, coming into the into the fold to manage Man United for on a temporary basis, apparently. Yes. Well known as a super sub in his time. Mm-hmm. He's actually said that he's not going to manage them for the first 80 minutes. He's only going yeah. to come on for the last 10 <laughs> minutes and manage the team then. Well, there's been calls for him not to replace uh, Mourinho, but to replace um, Lukaku, hasn't he? Yeah. Because so, he's just, you know, he's not been popular, has he? Might so, as well, yeah. 
Um, but anyway, yeah, but yeah, bring him on late. Like, so that's what he's good at, isn't it? Maybe get Teddy Sheringham there as well. Yeah, assistant. Yeah, yeah, yeah ma- both off the bench. Maybe Andy Cole and Dwight York could manage the team for the first uh, first three quarters of the match, and yeah. then he could come on and, and and weave his magic at the end from the managerial bench. But it's obviously gone quite downhill for Manchester United. Shame that, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah, sort of. I think, yeah. All those fans that are going to have to go and support somebody else again. Yeah, but then we're Sheffield Wednesday fans, so we can hardly. Yeah, but at least we at least we still support the, a rubbish team. We continue to support a rubbish team. Yeah. We don't go looking for a better one, do we? Yeah. Sheffield Wednesday have been rubbish for a lot longer than you, Man United. <laughs> so stop trying to stamp on our towers. <laughs> I think you'll find. Um, so I picked out a couple of silly stories, really. Uh, for, first of all, uh, I read a news story um, about a high-tech, the most high-tech robot that Russia has ever produced. Theresa May. <laughs> is that it? Is that what we're saying? It's not Theresa May, um, but it turned out to be a man in a suit. <laughs> so I was going to say Jeremy Corbyn, but doesn't wear a suit very often, does he? That's the thing. So this, it was basically the state television, um, surprise, surprise, in Russia. Where <laughs> uh, hang on, they haven't got any other kind of television, Jimba. <laughs> They they were um, and they called the robot Boris. So I don't know who they uh, who, who they were trying to call name it after. Um, but they'd sort of boasted that it it learned to dance. So maybe it has sort of you know there is some sort of Theresa May link there. I'm not sure because Theresa May learned to dance in 2018. No, she didn't. Well, she tried to dance. She tried to dance in 2018. Um, but it turned out that yeah, it it wasn't actually a robot. It was a bloke dressed as a robot. Mm-hmm. Um, but the costume did cost £3,000 and it was equipped <laughs> with a microphone and a tablet display and uh, it makes it's like a total illusion that makes you look like a real robot right so have you if you created an amazing robot no it's just a man holding an iPad on his chest <laughs> I know it's like uh, it's technically it's, it's technically a mascot isn't it yeah, yeah dressed up as you know imagine yeah. if um, you know Deontay Wilder imagine, came in and punched him. Yeah, imagine if Arsenal claimed that Gunnosaurus was the, the, <laughs> the first real dinosaur football mascot. Yeah. It's a bit like that, isn't it? And then, it, you know, people finding out it's actually a human inside. When the kid's listening, it's real. Yeah. We don't like to give football mascot secrets away on this uh, podcast, do we, for sure? We do not. Uh, so, is, is Arsenal's mascot called Gunnosaurus, then? I, I believe it is, yeah. So that's a strange... I, I think we could maybe a future quiz could be um, what are the name of certain mascots. Yeah, because you you wouldn't have. I mean, you know, where does a dinosaur come from for Arsenal? You can, you know, Sheffield Wednesday owls. Yep, yeah, see that blades pirate. Yep, yeah, you can see that wolves got a wolf mascot. Yep, you can see that um, West Ham Hammy the Hammer. Yeah, you can see that there. The, de- the Red Devils Swansea got a Red Devil, haven't they? Swansea Cyril the Swan. Swans. I'm giving away all the Arsenal, answers already. Arsenal dinosaur. Yeah, perhaps it perhaps it um, was reminiscent of Arsene Wenger's managerial. Uh, strategy towards the end of I suppose his it, career. I suppose it, you couldn't have like a mascot gun, could you? No, I suppose that would be slightly offensive. There's issues yeah. with that. I mean, which footballer had a gun tattooed on his leg or something? Somebody got into trouble for that, didn't Raheem they? Raheem Sterling fairly recently. Yeah. Uh, Raheem Sterling? So if he's not posting pictures of bathrooms on his yeah. Instagram account, as we talked about last week, he's putting guns on his leg. Yeah. He's, he's, I tell you, he's in, as we said last week, he's inciting violence, <laughs> and that just goes to prove it. Uh, that was obviously that again. That was a joke. That is not actually doing in, uh, any inciting violence. So something else that's a bit when we mentioned, uh, I suppose we mentioned Captain Blade, who is a, is a pirate. So let's move on to pirates. We're like a, a tenuous link, don't we? Yep. Uh, so uh, did you know that a woman has um, getting is getting a divorce from a pirate that she married, a dead pirate that she man- married. Right. Okay. Um, so. It's an Irish woman was married to a 300-year-old ghost of a Haitian pirate, and she's just recently announced that they're getting a divorce. So her name 
and I, I'm guessing this potentially is her married name, Amanda Sparrow, <laughs> 46, married to her spectral suitor in 2016. Have I said that right? Spectral. Um, but it appears that the marriage was not right because well, he's not been around for 300 years. Well, I was going to say, obviously, part of the problem is the age, difference, age gap, surely, is well over 250 years there. It can't be a very physical lot. relationship, can it? Unless he's some sort of pol- poltergeist. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and he's uh, throwing things at her or something. Maybe the main problem is that it doesn't actually exist. Yeah. Although, to be fair, I'm sure some relationships it would have felt better if your husband didn't actually exist. She, well, she, you know, she, she did say that uh, this 300-year-old ghost pirate was uh, quite something in the bedroom. Oh, right, really? Yeah, she said it uh, sent a shiver down her spine. <laughs> <laughs> Still gives her goosebumps. Yeah, you know? I can imagine. Um, yeah. So let's hope he didn't have a hook for a hand, though. But it makes you think. Um, I mean, what's she going to go for next? Is she going to? Is there some sort of like you know? Um, what do they call it these days for people looking for dates online? What, what they call them? Tinder, Tinder and all that. Match dot. Is it like a ghost Tinder? I, I don't know. I, I, well, ghosts don't exist. Is a problem. Well, they, Un- unless she's you got married to one, so they must exist in some in some way. Well, she's not actually married, though, is she? She's not well, legally she's, married. And she's claimed to have have had sex with dozens of ghosts. So with dozens of ghosts, dozens of ghosts. So, so is she she's cheating a... on one ghost with another ghost, possibly. Which is which not is... something you'd want to do, is it? If ghosts do it actually exist, um, well, I wouldn't want to do it anyway. <laughs> Feel a bit strange, surely. Um, but... It's a little bit odd, isn't it? Just a bit. Do you know? <laughs> in in terms of marrying strange objects, do you know there's a woman in Germany who married the Berlin Wall? Is there? Apparently so. Yeah. Okay. I'm hearing about that. A few which years part ago. of it? What, what difference does it make? It's all, it's all the bloody same. It's, it's only a bit of rock. Well, I mean, on this... On this You're go- not saying, oh, I'll tell you what, I really like that bit of rock that was near West Berlin. Not, 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 not... I didn't like the bit towards the north part of uh, Berlin. No, 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 no. I only liked the bit further down. Well, going back to the ghost one, um, I, I, what happens with the divorce settlement? What does she get in the... You know, you're supposed to get half of everything. So will she get, like, half of his ghostly belongings or... Half of any his pirate ship, or I, I, exactly. There's got, to, but what you know? How does it work? What's she going to get half a plank? <laughs> well, perhaps that's what she said to him. Right, we're off. You're going to have to walk the plank now. Hmm. So, have we got any other news stories? Uh, what more serious ones? Okay. Well, well the, f- the final one uh, for me um, is about a man who was. Co- and this is a bit. Well, we, we needed a Christmas story, didn't we? Today, really, a man was caught with two hundred pound worth of twirl bars by police on his way to a Christmas dinner. Um, I'm not sure. So why is that news? I don't know. And, and, and is there anything wrong with having £200 of twirl bars? Is that illegal? Uh, well, or did they presume he'd stolen them? Well, why would you have so many twirl bars? This well, is in Oldham as well, which is not too far away, is it? Uh, no. I mean, I'm led to believe that Oldham is the twirl smuggling capital of the world, <laughs> um, which were bought over by sort of ghost pirates originally. Um, I mean, it's, you know, he, he could have got away with it if if he'd have gone with bounties. Because the police would have stopped him and thought, oh, yeah, they're, they're always the ones that are left in the selection boxes <laughs> and the celebrations or whatever they're, all, they're called. So he could have got away with it if he'd have gone with, with bounties, of course. Well, what he should have done is, um, if he had been stealing bounties, is put them under his hat. Because then when the police stopped him, he could have said, oh, he's got a £200 bounty on his hat. One of your favourite jokes. That would yes, be yeah, sure. so, yeah, all right. Yes. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> um, but you, you've been into trouble before, haven't you, for, for um, stealing chocolate bars? I have, yes. I had a similar problem. Uh, I once once stopped by police for stealing um, a similarly, like uh, a similarly named chocolate bar to that. Uh, it turned out I was up to my old Twix again. 
Oh. <laughs> well, so. there you go. Um, but yeah. Um, so I mean, I you know, it's it's, it's a bit like being caught um, red-handed. Exactly. Except it was caught with a twirl. When <sighs> I was going to try and do do a joke about Strickland dancing, say so give us a twirl. <laughs> Bruce Forsyth used to. But did you watch? Uh, I mean, one thing that's been on quite a bit in the last uh, few weeks ago is finals of TV programs. They seem to a lot of them have climaxed in the last uh, few weeks. Mm. So we had the X Factor, which was won by. Um, so, someone whose name currently escapes me, and he's only won it a few weeks ago, Dalton Harris. Is that right? Oh, right, yeah. It sounds more like a, a brand of toilets. Uh, that, funnily enough, might be what his job is in a okay. few weeks' time. But he'd won previously, hadn't he? Hadn't he won the Jamaican version? Did we, did we talk about this last week? I think you might have talked about this last week. I'm not yeah. sure if you did. I don't know. Um, I can't. I can't. Well, he, <laughs> he, he'd, he'd been on there, as I say, previously won the Jamaican version. Uh, we had Harry Redknapp with Nam Slip, we get yeah. me out of here. Uh, we had the Apprentice final mm-hmm. this week. Where it was won by someone from Leeds. Um, do, you know, do you know what happened during the interview stage? Just... Did it, did it not? Did one person win it this time, or did they just like two people? Win oh yeah, it? just one person. It reverted back to just one person winning it. So, which obviously <laughs> means that he must have thought the other person's business idea was pretty crap. Yeah. Um, so it was only won by one person this this year. She started crying during the interview because someone said, "I tell you what, I also ran a clothing business from Leeds. This is one from Leeds, by the way. I ran a clothing business from Leeds, and you can build." A big brand and a big business from Leeds, if you want to. And you know what happened? She started crying. <laughs> Perhaps it was just the idea she had to live in Leeds for the rest of her life that brought yeah. tears to her eyes. That's fair play. Yeah, if you've ever been. Um, we also had Sports Personality of the Year. Yeah, um, that was the cyclist, weren't it? Who won it was that? Geraint Thomas. Mm-hmm. He won that. They didn't announce that who, who was nominated this year till till the actual night, did they? They kept it quite secret. Yeah, but I suppose you could probably use your intuition. That I, I was wondering, like, Harry Kane came third, didn't he? Yep. Does sports personality not include managers then, I'm guessing? I don't you've think got so. You've to actually be a, a, some sort of af- athlete. Yeah, you've got to participate. Because so, I was wondering why Gareth Southgate might not have been in there. Uh, he won, I, th- I presume he won coach of the year, I think. Oh, right, okay, fair enough. But then the England's uh, women's netball team won moment of the year, I think, as well, didn't they? Yeah, for throwing the netball through, presumably. Mm. So that's probably well, no, slightly offensive. No, to... no they, they, they won something, didn't they? They had a, a big moment. Did they? Well, yeah, it was that big a moment that it won moment of the year at Sports Personality Year Awards. <laughs> and do you know who the England netball team is managed by? Go on. Uh, Gary Neville's sister. Oh, yes, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, no, you thought it was Phil Neville's sister, didn't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, Tracy Neville used to, play, um, used to play netball for England and now manages the England netball team. But one thing that was quite interesting was when Gary Thomas won the award, is he had to do that really awkward thing that sports people have to do, which is when they win an award, they actually have to try and do a speech. And I'll tell you what, Garant Thomas is very good at riding a bike. I mean, he is fantastic at riding a bike. Do you know what he's not so good at? Talking. Talking <laughs> off the cuff and doing a speech in front of about 10,000 people. You'll come on our podcast then. Not in front of 10,000 people. <laughs> he, he, he um, so he stood on stage and he said, it, it's great being an ambassador for cycling. It's really enjoyable. It's amazing that I've worked hard all these years and I've got this reward, but it's fantastic to see so many young people and children taking on the sport. And not just young people and children, sort of anyone who you see cycling. But I thought it would have been a good joke to have made. Because up on the stage with him was Harry Kane, who came third, and Lewis Hamilton, who came second. Why did Geraint Thomas say, I'm sure as professional sports people, we all get amazed when we see people taking our sports. So I always enjoy it when I see someone cycling. Harry, I'm sure you see it. You find it really good and entertaining when you see a young person playing football. Lewis, obviously, as soon as you see someone driving a car, you think they're taking after me. <laughs> Um, anyway. So yeah, there was that, and also uh, Strictly Come Dancing was one. Yeah. Um, Did you watch the final? 
I didn't watch the final because I don't really watch it. Okay. So I wasn't just going to watch the final. Not one of those, you know. That's the best bit of it, though, isn't it? If I'm not going to watch it, I'm not going to watch it properly and not watch the final either. But I did hear that the person who won it flashed their pants or what looked to appear to be no pants, and that's how they won. Or is it not how they won? They uh, actually won for the dancing. I think they won for the dancing. I'd, Fair enough. I'd, I'd heard about the pants flash or non-pants flash. I think they were new probably. pants, weren't they, basically? Probably, yeah. I'll, have, I'll probably have to look it up. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, have a quick look, yeah. yeah. Um, however, I did notice, if you did watch it, Bruno Tony only. Now he's quite an excitable young chap, isn't he? Yes, and I've, well, heard, about, young. I've heard about this as well. Did you, do you want to do an impression of him? Tits or yeah. something. Is that what he said? Basically, he said the word tits. <laughs> Live on TV, Saturday night, biggest... One of the most watched programs in the entire year. What did he mean? did he mean to say? Hits. I think he meant to say greatest hits. He said didn't he? it is like watching the greatest tits. Oh, oh no, hits. I meant hits. <laughs> I suppose it could have been worse. He could have said greatest shits. And and who was he referring to? I don't know actually. Um, Again, was the, it the winner? <laughs> it could have been. Yeah, it could have been the winner's tits that basically won yeah. it for her. the tits and uh, and now knickers. <laughs> but there we go. So that was uh, that was quite entertaining. But one thing I, I one new story that caught my eye in this last few days, is... Now, I'm aware, Jimbo, that you present a radio show. Is that correct? I do, yes. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned it very often on this podcast. It's every it's Sunday, uh, 10 well 12, Penson FM. 95.7. 95.7, Jimbo's Sunday Brunch. Yep, yourself and Judge John. That's correct, yep. A Occasionally yourself. Yes, I'll be appearing uh, soon Between on Between Christmas and New Year. Between Christmas and New Year. Yep. Sunday the... Twixmas. Twi- yeah, Sunday the 29th of December. Yep. On ninety five point seven Penny FM, correct. But you normally uh, appear on the radio, and I've I've appeared on there on a few occasions with you. Yep. And it's it's good fun um, on community radio. Got to be sensible. Got to got to watch his language because it's daytime uh, morning listening for viewers and listeners. No, don't accidentally say the word tits instead of hits. <laughs> obviously, we do play the greatest hits. Tits, hits. <laughs> sorry. So I, one thing that sometimes happens is we're the only people there. But nonetheless, we feel that we've got a responsibility to yep. broadcast responsibly. Um, and occasionally when we leave, we don't actually get taken off by anyone. So we just put the um, we put the radio into kind of... Yeah, it goes into mode. an automation mode. Yeah. yeah, it plays songs, it puts adverts in, and there's yep. no one actually physically there. So my eye was caught by a news story earlier on today where Ofcom had issued a £10,000 fine to community radio station after a presenter turned up unannounced and started his own unscheduled radio programme containing abusive and derogatory comments. (laughs) I'm guessing he had been told he wasn't allowed to be a presenter anymore and had not given his key in and they'd not monitored where he was or what he was doing. Something along those lines. No, he was actually still a presenter there. Oh, right, okay. (laughs) He's not now, obviously. Uh, The station manager was on bereavement leave on that particular day and there was a staff member present in the studio until one o'clock. And usually during the afternoon, a pre-recorded content is broadcast. Um... And the licence didn't really sort of require that the um, content had to be monitored in particular. The presenter turned up at three o'clock, using his own keys, entered the studio, broadcast his programme without notifying any members of staff and without any supervision. In the middle of the programme, at around uh, 3.50, there was a 21-minute segment uh, during which the presenter discussed his beliefs, uh, including some very offensive and prejudiced views. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, for example, again, it, is he available for the podcast? <laughs> no, I'm uh, I don't think we want him on. Very mind, he <laughs> referred to certain people as dangerous liars and enemies of our religion and hypocrites who frequently enrage other people. Oh, there um, we go. So, and it was fined ten thousand pounds as a result of that. 
He was, directly. Uh, the, well, the unfortunately, station. unfortunately, it was a radio station. Well, that's how it works, unfortunately. This is this is the this is the issue. And this is why a lot of community radio stations really struggle. But at Penison FM, we are a very good bunch of volunteers. The station directors are all on the ball on the ball with it. We've got some great policies in place and all that kind of thing. But all it takes is yeah, for one person like to go round. Yeah, we like you on it as well, and me on it occasionally. But anyway, um, so uh, is that all the news for, for now? I think it's pretty much all we can uh, all we can think of at the moment. Oh no, did you hear about the deer hunter in America? Uh, I didn't hear about the deer hunter in America. Okay, there was a deer hunter in America. Okay, did he hunt deers? He hunted deers. Okay, and old been... deers? Uh, not that old. I think I think any deer that was roaming free. Oh, he killed sorry, it. I thought you meant old ladies. No, not not old ladies. Not at Christmas time. <laughs> don't, don't, be, don't be so mean. <laughs> old la- old old ladies, the same as anyone else, deserve a nice Christmas time and not to be hunted by Americans with guns. Okay. So an American with a gun hunted deers, and it was caught by the police in what they called one of the worst deer hunting crimes I'd ever seen. So do you know what happened to him? He was given time, well, he was given time in prison, but do you know what additional punishment was given? He was told, uh, he, he was, I don't know, what could, what, it, it's, a, it's an actual law, a given, a judge given punishment. Apparently so, yeah. So, so, so he was hunting, what, what was he in trouble for, hunting deers? Hunting deers. All oh, right, okay, so they can't hunt deers then, they're not supposed to. Apparently not, or not. in the state, or there's some okay. rule against it. So what could he mean? He what? Let me, uh, uh, let me guess. He he was. I don't know. Go he, on, had, tell he, me. Had, he had to watch something once a month. He is. Oh, hold on. He wasn't made to watch Bambi. Was he? He was made to watch Bambi. <laughs> he was actually made to watch Bambi. I wonder if that makes any difference. But it's a very good idea. Very good punishment. Idea. Very good. Yeah. Maybe what would be, would be worse if they made him listen to this podcast. <laughs> Before we go on, I thought I've got a good Christmas cracker joke uh, about a judge. Go on. What do you call a judge with no testicles? Didn't you do this again? I'm sure you've done this one before. Did I? I don't know. I might have told it you after the podcast, or I might have told it live on air. Uh, what, what do you call it? Well, obviously you can't remember it. No, I can't. What do you call a judge with no testicles? I have no idea. What do you call a judge with no testicles? Justice cock. <laughs> I think you did tell me that. I just didn't know whether it was on the podcast or not. Uh, well, there we go. I don't so. think we'd find that in a cracker. Um, anyway, not not the kind of crackers that my family buy. Anyway, um, so do, do you want to move on to start your annual review of the year? Are we going to do that? Or are we going oh, to do? It's, who turned, it's completely up to you. Should we do who turned forty? You, you're going to challenge me, aren't you? Now? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So we're going to do who turned forty because we turned forty today in, in episode numbers, don't we? So I'm going to do a bit of a who am I challenge with Fisher, and you're going to give me only. We're we going to do five minutes. Five. See minutes. how many we can get through. Have you got so, a timer? Have, have you got your timer? Because um, I, my phone fell on the floor, and if I try and get it, I'll fall off the chair. It's too far away. I've okay. got all sorts on my knee. So Fish is going to set a timer. I've got to try and describe as many people in five minutes who turn 40, and we're going to see how many we can get. Is that okay? Yep. I'm only allowed to describe them, not allowed to give any names or anything like that, okay? Okay. So Now, just so you're aware, if, are we trying to go for a high score here? Because if we are, don't ask me about any American film stars, or we need any actors. Well, I'm going to try my best to... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best to pick out. I'm gonna go through the ones I think you'll know, and okay. um and then we will come back to the ones that you think we don't know if we're running out. Is that okay? Yep. So here we go then. One, two, three, go. Go. Here we go. So first person who turns forty this year, not quite forty yet, turns forty in December. Um, when I go to schools and uh, present my um higher education lessons to students in my uh in my other job working for the university, um. I try and describe the former Beatle um, who died, got shot. John Lennon. 
Yes, but the kids often mistake him for another singer who's alive, who's got a similar sounding name. John Legend. Correct. Well done. That's one. That took us thirty seconds. <laughs> Why didn't you just say who sang the first the song that you had your first song uh, dance to at your wedding? I'd have got that. Right. Okay. Um, do you do you watch Ice Age? The, 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 have you ever seen the animated program Ice Age? I've seen bits of it. Do you know what the name of the of the um, the walrus singer, whatever you call them, is? Not oh, the walrus. Um, the, you know, Woolly I mean? Mammoth. Yes. Right. Do you know what the name of it is? Uh, no. Right. <laughs> Forget that then. Uh, next then, uh, somebody who does carpool karaoke. James Corden. Well done. That's two. Next then, uh, formerly of the X Factor. She uh, Cheryl Cole. No, she was in the Pussycat Dolls. Uh, Nicole Scherzinger. Correct. Uh, next, um, now this the name of this football team are now not known as Derby County anymore. The Rams. No. Are not known as no, Derby it, County. The, the the team this bloke manages are Derby County, but they don't call them Derby County anymore. They call them Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard's Derby. Yes. Uh, next then. Right. We, okay. <laughs> we have got. Uh, let's have a Why didn't you say he's manager of Derby County? I don't, <laughs> okay, I'm trying to make it more fun. Right. Anyway, we've got a goalkeeper who sounds like he should have massive hair, but he hasn't. Um, he's just got normal hair. Italian. Um, uh, oh, Gian, Gianluigi Buffon. Yes, correct. Well done. Uh, next, then, we have got... Uh, I'm trying to find people you know. Somebody who has had more breakups than anybody else ever. Um, celebrity. Cheryl Cole. She's probably yeah. won Mum of the Year a couple of times. Oh, Katie Price. Yes. She well, got done for drink driving last week, didn't she? Did she? There yeah. you go. What, what are we on now? She was celebrating the 40th. We've got six, six. She's like a bird. She wants to fly away. How many? Nelly Furtado. Yes, well done. Two minutes, 50 seconds left. Oh, we've got loads Seven. of time. We're doing well, yeah? Uh, let's have a look. Uh, who else have we got? Who, who you're going just, to just, know? just say it. Just, just go for it. Just go for it. Because you're not going to know half of I'll, them. I will know it. Go on. To be fair, Fisher, I don't know some of these. Right, either. okay. Okay. Um, so he's a German footballer. Um, he think he scores a lot of goals. He's, he's won the World Cup a couple of times because Germany, obviously, have. Miloslav Klaus. Well done. Uh, the next one, he's definitely not won the World Cup a couple of times. He's, he's a, from England. He's a striker. He did play for England. Peter Crouch. No, um, a bit longer than that. Emil Heskey. Well done. It was the famous Owen and Heskey partnership, if you remember. Yeah. <laughs> Never been beaten, they say. Um, next. I've got nine right. <laughs> this is good. Um, on, two I, minutes to go. I'm, I'm working on it, Fisher. I don't know as many of these as, as as you do. I'm still, you know. Okay, next then. He, he's, he'd be quite good at a wedding. Um, he could also sing, but also play quite a vital role on the day. Someone vicar? No, Some priest? No, he's not a grooms. He's, he's part of the groomsmen. Um, Usher. Well done. There you go. Ten. I've got ten so far. Uh, Minute forty-five to go. There's loads. There's so much more than you think. Um, so let's have a look. Who else have we got here? Uh, I'm still looking. I'm still looking. Oh come on! I can't. I can't. I don't know a lot of them, Fisher. This is the problem with them. Um, Viewmore. I'm going on now. Viewmore. Never heard of them. No. They're friends of Parable. No. Uh, oh right. Okay. Next then. Another footballer played centre back. Same sort of era as Emil Esky. Um, Sol Campbell played for Manchester United. Rio Ferdinand. Well done. There you go. Eleven. Eleven. There enough we for, go. Enough for a football team. We, we get loads. If next, then uh, the son of a famous singer called Bob, Jamaican. Dylan? Oh, uh, Bob Marley Jr. No, <laughs> Bob who's Jamaican. You know Bob his Marley. first name. What? Bob Marley. Yeah, but the son of the son of him. Oh, Damien Marley. Well done. Yep. Correct. Well done. Uh, next, then who have we got? Twelve. Oh, this is a, a this is a. a, a a footballer plays for played for Barcelona. I think I don't think he plays anymore. Has a lot of hair. Long Carlos hair. Puyol. Well done. Yes, congratulations. Next boxer. Um, he's a fatten. Uh, Prince Nazim Mohammed. No, rhymes with the, he's a fatten. Oh, Ricky Hatton. Yes. 
Oh, I'm not sure you can do that. <laughs> it worked. Um, it's like saying, oh, you're, the answer's Jasper Carrot, so let's say that it rhymes with green carrot. <laughs> 20 seconds to go, 14. Okay, one more then. Uh, was a singer in blue? Uh, Lee Ryan. No, no, the other one. James. Yes. Next, was a singer in S Club 7, the, the, the fittest one? Rachel Stevens. Yes, correct. Next, is it a co-pundit with Gary Neville? Uh, Jamie Carroll. Yes. Se- seventeen. <laughs> oh, seventeen. My lucky number. What do we think? I, I, we did quite well there. That was all right. It was a decent effort. It was. It, it would have been easier if I didn't have to scroll through so many people I didn't know. Well, you should have got a list planned in advance. Though. So all those people turn. And well, they, this is what happens when you don't plan your podcast section. You get put on the spot like that, and you have to do something quicker. But I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was a good so, effort. Should we? Should we give ourselves? I should have had a clock really ticking in the background to make it more. Sound better, really, but we didn't do it. Shall we give ourselves a little round of applause for that? Yeah, go on. Okay, so after that... uh bit of a fun game that's uh we turned 40 today and all those celebrities well 40 episodes all those celebrities turn 40 this year don't they or have turned 40 this year yeah so fisher anyway on to your section you're going to be starting to review the year now aren't you this week and on the next episode well i'm not reviewing the year as, as much as i'm giving a quiz about some of the silly news stories that have occurred during the year yeah okay. so i'm hopefully so it's still a review of the year technically well sort of i suppose yeah we'll touch on certain parts of the year um obviously i did one last year which i think went down fairly well and people seem to enjoy so I thought I'd compile another one. Hopefully I should be able to spread it over two episodes as well. Okay. Because there's been a lot of stupid stuff going on. One question I did want to ask, but I was going to ask. Um, I'd found out a new story that I thought was from this year, but when I, I, when I fact-checked it and double-checked it, it turned out it was actually from uh, two years ago. There was someone who... Have you ever been to High Street Shop Lush? Uh, well, are, are you, I, you're aware I have of it? been in the High Street Shop Lush, um, and it nearly kills me, but I do come out smelling very nice. <laughs> um, it hurts, doesn't it? It's, it's just how people work. Well, there's no reason, there's no wonder they, the, the, the people in there are so friendly after being in that shop for so long and the smells that they are are taking on all day. It's better than what a darts fan gets. Well, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> um, so, there was someone who had complained to Lush saying that the, the soap that they had bought from Lush and used was staining their skin. Do you know what they'd done? They'd rubbed a bath bomb on themselves. <laughs> which which is supposed to... to be like basically bubble bath, isn't it? Yeah, um, and it had turned this person's skin pink. So I was going to ask a question about that, but when I fact-checked it, it was from two years ago, so it doesn't. Oh, it, it can't fit into the quiz. Actually, talking about darts fans, did you see that uh, darts player Michael Van Gerwen went out to play his game of darts and as he was doing the walk, you know, the entrance walk that darts yep. players do, someone poured a pint of beer on him. Oh, yeah, he wasn't too happy about it, was he? Like, oh, they wouldn't be. I mean, what kind of crap darts fan <laughs> chucks a beer away anyway? That's not very darts-like, is it? Um, so anyway, starting the quiz. And we start with Discovery Wildlife Park in Alberta, Canada. They're investigated by the authorities in May after they did what? Did they take a grizzly bear out to get an ice cream at a drive through ice cream place? Or did they hire a Jaguar car and put it in the enclosure with the Jaguars? And the authorities said that it wasn't really keeping with the natural habitat of the Jaguar to have a Jaguar in there. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean... It's funny this, but I actually did a quiz about grizzly bears, an e-learning e- quiz the other day, and I know for one that they're not the type of things you want to take for an ice cream. Um, so basically, I'm I'm learning how to do e-learning, right? Okay. And I did a, a trial um, sort of thing online, um, an example e-learning module, which is pretty good. And it was about how to survive a bear attack, right? So um, yeah, how, that... how do you survive a bear attack? 
Actually, grizzly bears, I think grizzly bears, you, you can actually yell at them and they run away. All right, okay. Because they don't like being yelled at, surprisingly. Mm. And, you know... Perhaps they had a tough upbringing. Yeah, or I think yeah, I think there's a difference between the brown bears and the grizzly bears. But anyway, yell at them, um, which you wouldn't thought, would you? But yeah, yelling at them apparently is a good tactic. So if you do get into... Mm. Just check. I mean, I, this might be my apology <laughs> of the week next week. If anyone does get into a situation with a grizzly bear... Um, first of all, ask her to shave. Yeah. And then, no, I'm joking. Uh, but yell at it is, is what I think. Anyway, um, so I'm going to go with the Jaguar one because I, I, from my from my knowledge of grizzly bears over the last week, I don't think you should be taking them for ice creams. And I think that would have ended much worse had you taken a grizzly bear for an ice cream. You'll be wrong. Oh, they so did. I don't know. I know nothing about grizzly bears, clearly. No. I think, I think you're right. You shouldn't take them for an ice cream, which is why they're being investigated. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but they got took for an, they took him for an ice cream without any injuries. Is this a surprising thing there? Might be in a tame one. I don't know. Well, it was they, they strapped him up. You know, they put him in a seatbelt. Yeah. Um, so, but by the way, if you I mean a baby one, then uh, he looked quite big on the pictures with his head, <laughs> head poking out the window. Fair enough. <laughs> but I think they've not actually told anyone they're taking it as well. Henson <laughs> being investigated. But by the what way, flavour ice cream did it have? I think probably whatever it wanted. Okay, fair. To guess. One thing as well, we mentioned bears, and if you get attacked by one, do you know what you're meant to do if you ever get attacked by a polar bear? Or if, if you're alone with a polar bear and he's about to eat you, do you know what you're meant to do? Play dead? Uh, no, because I think he'd probably eat you anyway. <laughs> what you're meant to do is try and take your clothes off, All right. get the polar bear to eat your clothes, and while he's eating your clothes, run away. All right, fair enough. It's the tactic. Okay. So there we go. So next up, Dr. Dry. Do you have Dr. Dry? Yes. Uh, uh, does he former... make um, drinks... That's Dr. Pepper. No, he's a rapper, isn't he? He is, yeah. yes. Not to be confused with Dr. Hook or, or any other such uh, musical doctors. Okay. Or Dr. Fox. Um, so, why did he lose an int- intellectual property dispute earlier on this year? And who was it against? Was it against Dr. Dry, a hypnotist <laughs> who claimed that he could stop you from smoking, conquer your fears and improve your sex life? Dr. Dre, the musician's objection, was that the doctor wasn't actually a doctor, even though his surname actually was Dre. He lost the case when the judge pointed out that the rapper was actually named Andre Ramella Young. So therefore, didn't really have more of a reason to be calling himself Dr. Dre than this hypnotist. Or, did he have an intellectual property dispute with someone called Dr. Dre, but <laughs> not spelt D-R-E like his name, instead spelt D-R- uh, D-R-A-I, who is a gynaecologist and author whose works include a book called The 20 Things You Didn't Know About Your Vagina. <laughs> and Dr. Dre, the musician, complained that it wasn't fair that their names sounded so similar so that people thought he had written the book. <laughs> um, would Dr. Dre like to be known as uh, a, a vagina expert? I don't know. Well, you'd have thought most rappers probably would do. Yeah. They, they, they talk about certain parts <laughs> of, a, of, of a very sex organs enough in most of the music, don't they? Exactly. I'm, I'm going to go, for that reason, I'm going to go with the first one and that it was a hypnotist. You'll be wrong. Oh. Funny that one up. <laughs> so it was, it was completely made up by me, that one. Uh, he did, in fact, have a, an intellectual property dispute over naming rights for someone who's actually was... For someone who was using the name Dr. Dre when it was actual name, compared to himself, who isn't called Dr. Dre. Which is a bit weird, really, isn't it? Yeah. So, who... See, I was going to use a C word and describe him as a... But I'm not going to. <laughs> no, don't, don't do that. <laughs> not unless you're talking about Piers Morgan. Yeah. So, why did Japanese politician Yoshikta Sakura end up looking a bit stupid this year. Was it that he'd been named Deputy Chief of the Government's Cybersecurity Strategy Office, but he admitted that he'd never used a computer? <laughs> or was he appointed 
as Japan's foreign minister, but it was revealed that he had no experience for this as he'd never actually been abroad. Yet none of them are more bizarre than Donald Trump becoming the (laughs) the president of the United States. I know. So these facts that would have one day been amazing because of that are no longer. Um, Talk about people who are completely overqualified for the job compared to them. (laughs) Uh, Let's go with the computer one, I think. So you think someone in this day and age can never have used a computer? To, to be, yeah, and uh, back to the learning program. Yep. The person who was teaching me how to use the learning, they had used a computer, but when they originally got their first job working with Apple, they had never even used an Apple PC before ever. All right. Um, and yeah, so I, but that was quite a while ago, back in the eighties. So I'm, I'm going to. And she was a very nice lady, actually, the person who taught me. To be honest, I don't think many anyway. people use Apple computers anymore, do they? Because they're all crap. <laughs> also, no, no one used them during the eighties and nineties. Well, anyway, Unless so I'm going to go with design. the first one. You'll be right. He did. He did say that he was aware of computers. However, if he needed something doing a computer, he generally got someone else to do it for him. <laughs> well, that's all the manager does anyway, so he sounds like he's perfectly qualified to me. That sounds sensible, yeah. All that people, people. You I mean, like computers, don't you, Fisher? Not really, no. But, you uh, do computers. People, people are complaining. <laughs> people are complaining, saying that what's he know about cybersecurity? Well, I'm sorry, his computer's not going to get active into it. No, it's he, not. He's not even switched the bloody thing on. <laughs> how more, how more secure can you get than a computer that no one uses? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds absolutely perfect. It's all these people who go out trying to connect to things, trying to go on websites. That's how you get your viruses and stuff. Leave it switched off in box at home. You're fine. Sorted. Yeah. So talk about talk about what a lot of rubbish. So what experience did Mark Dapier create in London this year? Was it a Brexit themed gym class where you could punch a punch bag with Boris Johnson's face on it, and anyone who tr- who could who was tired and couldn't sit it out, uh, who couldn't sweat it out, could sit in the David Cameron quitters corner, <laughs> or? Was it a virtual reality experience just outside London Bridge Station for angry commuters of Southern Rail to use? They could pretend to be driving a train which turned upon time and allowed passengers to get on. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I think there's been a lot of sort of Brexity comical things like that. Yeah, as opposed Brexit. To the, as oppo- uh, well, yeah, as opposed to the trains where I, I think that one sounds less realistic because people are annoyed enough with trains not to want to go and, you know pretend to pretend get, to be on a train on time uh, yeah so I'm going to go with the first one I think the Brexit one Brexit themed gym you'd yeah. be right other things to do included taking part in the Theresa May sack race <laughs> and instead of J- Jacob Reese mog there was a Jacob Reese log rolls that you could do <laughs> that's a pretty good idea yeah good on him so Moving next to... Did, a... the, did the secretary of that gym club uh, keep quitting, though? Keep yeah. resigning? <laughs> yes, Keep yeah. replacing the secretary? Every week there was a new one coming in. Who <laughs> simply... Who couldn't believe that they, they weren't getting any fitter when they didn't do any working out. <laughs> um, so, we moved to Florida, and a 46-year-old Florida resident, Jonathan Crenshaw, was arrested in July. What was his crime, though? Did he stab someone, even though he doesn't have any arms? But he managed to stab someone... With a pair of scissors controlled by his feet. <laughs> or did he run a health supplements business that sold a drink which came to be high in mineral content and was able to cleanse the body of toxins? It was, in fact, just tap water. <laughs> that sounds like very much like Peckham Spring. Peckham Spring, it? yeah. Um, the first one, though, I've seen videos online of people using their feet for things. All right, you weirdo. Not those kind of videos. <laughs> uh, but using their feet when they haven't got arms and, and so on. So I think 
that first one could be believable, uh, but the second one sounds more believable. But I'm going to go first one again. First one, you're right again. So, yeah, he stabbed someone. Uh, I, th- I think he went to an argument. I think someone came over and asked him for directions, and his, his response was to stab them. <laughs> bit, bit mean, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, it must be a bit must be a bit difficult to arrest, mm. surely. Because, surely, you'll be, <laughs> be angry for them, won't you? So yeah. Not, not going to work very well. <laughs> so, I'm not sure if you, like, handcuffed his feet together instead. <laughs> Leg cuffed. Yeah. Um, Shackled. Yes. So, there was... Uh, when Emmanuel Macron... Uh, went to the White House and visited Donald Trump. They planted a tree in the White House garden. What happened to the tree shortly afterwards? Was it put into quarantine, as it had not been quarantined for long enough, and this tree had come from France, so we had to quarantine the tree? Or did a White House assistant gardener chop it down because he didn't know it had been planted there by the President of France? Well, we know that Donald Trump's uh, not too good on the green side of things, do we? Uh, indeed, yes. And didn't he have didn't he have someone coming into a young boy um, cutting the grass at the White House at one point this year? Who, who dreamt of being a gardener at the White House? He, he what? Sorry, a, a young boy was a, yep. had always wanted to be a, a, a gardener at the White House, so he came and cut the grass. And Donald Trump just stood next to him in his suit and sort of shouted at him, presumably for cutting the grass. Yeah, it was just a, a, a dream of this young <laughs> child. There's a very, uh, there's an amusing photo knocking around the internet where it looks like Donald Trump's just looking at this kid saying, "What on earth are you doing?" <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So uh, I, I mean, both of them can be quite believable with uh, the White House at the minute. So let's let's go with the first one that it wasn't put into quarantine for long enough. And again, you're right. <laughs> there were concerns that the parasites could spread to other trees. And by that I mean the parasites on the tree, not uh, not the Trump family or anything like that. <laughs> uh, so coming up next, Japanese astronaut Noshingri Kanari. Had he never been in a in, in a spacecraft before? No, he just sat at home in his own rocket. Right, uh, okay. Uh, he hit the news with a fake news story. What had happened? Had he claimed to have grown nine centimeters whilst in space? And this aroused. This, this, this was quite big news in Japan. And then it turned out it was lying and it only grown two centimetres. Oh. Apparently, it's, it's quite popular that people grow when they're in spikes. I should go. You could get an extra get an extra inch on yourself. I could do with that. So could I, actually, to be fair. <laughs> so was it that? Did he claim to have grown nine centimetres in space, but it turned out it was lying and only grown two centimetres? Or did he claim that he couldn't go on a space mission because he'd been beaten up? In truth, he was lying and just didn't want to go. But when the media started to, uh, media started to inquire... He asked his wife to break his arm to make it look like he'd been beaten up. Oh, wow. I mean, would you not want to go to space? Not many people get to go to space. Where if you go all the time, though? Yeah, I suppose it's like, you know, oh, I'm going to have to go to Benidorm again. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Please, love, break my arm. I don't want to go back there. It must, get, it must get a bit annoying, though, yeah. You try and get into bed, lie down, and you just, like, float up to the ceiling every time, <laughs> and you can't get a toilet properly and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I suppose there's a lot of food that's difficult to eat on board a, a spacecraft. Um. Anyway, it's difficult keeping it down because gravity's trying to not push it down. Yeah. Imagine eating like quavers because they're quite floaty anyway, aren't they? Yeah, they're quite light. Just as soon as you took it out of the package, it shoots straight up to the ceiling. <laughs> um, I I remember once you getting hit hit on the head by an apple while you were eating quavers. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we might one day manage to get through a full year of podcasting without you mentioning that. <laughs> Okay, let's go for the first one that he said he grew more than he grew nine centimeters. You're right. He lied about how much he grew. 
he claimed it was about four inches when it was actually only one inch. Um, and he also claimed to have grown quite a bit in spice as well. So, moving on to another one from the Far East. Chinese aeroplane fan, Zhu Hui. I tell you, I, I could do it. He, so- he sounds like he's a fan of... He sounds very excited. I'm going to... Did you say Julie? No, Zhu... I'm, I'm going to have to read his name out again okay. now. Zhu Hui. Julie? No, no, no. It's not, not an LEG character. <laughs> so, Chinese aeroplane fan, Zhu Hui. Julie? Third time I've had to say his name. <laughs> or he might even be a she, I don't know. Hit the headlines in April this year. What had they done? Had he decided to build a replica Airbus A320, which he is planning to open up as an aviation-themed restaurant? Or... Was it revealed that this Chinese millionaire had flown once a day, every single day, for the last thousand days on the trot? His journeys were generally short-haul, and in the majority of occasions he was travelling for no reason other than because he really enjoyed flying and seeing new airports. This did, however, include a month-long journey going from his home in China, across China, out to Tajikistan, to Uzbekistan, to Kazakhstan, the Ukraine, Romania, Hungary, Austria, Italy, France, England, Ireland, Scotland, Netherlands, Germany, Poland, Belarus, Russia, Mongolia, and then back into China. So, basically been flying for long. So what he was caught... Explain the first bit again, without saying his name. It was, uh, what, the first option? Yeah, yeah. The first option was that he'd, oh, he was a big aeroplane fan, mm-hmm. and he'd built his own replica Airbus A320, and he's planning on opening it up as an aviation-themed restaurant. All right, okay. Um, he, he didn't. He didn't buy an aeroplane. He just went and made his own aeroplane replica. I'm. I'm gonna go with the second one. I think then on this occasion. So you think it, it, the, he went on a thousand journeys yeah. on the trot? You're wrong. Oh. I was doing so well. It took, me, it took me ages to write that question and work out a, a journey from China <laughs> and back, going into Europe and coming across. Uh, yeah, apparently, a very keen aeroplane aeroplane fan, and he wants to. He's basically bought various parts of aeroplanes, which include working jet engines as well, mm. that he's made, and he's opening this up. I did once watch a travel programme in India. I hope the food's not like aeroplane food, though. <laughs> that would be terrible. That would be really be a bad. A letdown, wouldn't it? Before you get some hermetically sealed biscuits <laughs> and a, a thing with a plastic knife and fork. Yeah, the tiny, tiny cups of tea and the little, yeah. tins of, little tins of pop that you get. Yeah, that cost a fortune. Yeah. I'll tell you, it'd be a great money maker for him, wouldn't it? It would be, yeah. That's how he's got big overhead to, mm. to cover, hasn't he, building an aeroplane. And if, I wonder if, they, uh, if they're served on trolleys as well. Yeah, they get, uh, I was going to say something uh, offensive about the people who work mm. on aeroplanes then, but you get someone who works out, who walks down in a lot of tight space. And if you want to go to the toilet, you have to wait because you get stuck behind the trolley. Yeah. And have to wait for them to finish before you can go. And you get sucked in the toilet. Uh, oh, no, no, well, sorry. Yeah. Not, not a kind of restaurant. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, uh... That would be an expensive restaurant. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. The, uh, the old... Yes, yeah. Suction. Yes. <laughs> and it, it it fires out an, an icicle of piss down below, doesn't it, basically? Yeah. Um, so there we go. So the president of Nigeria. Uh, what was he recently uh, forced to confirm? Was it that he had over a thousand children after that was the amount of people on the government's payroll who claimed that, they, uh, that he claimed were his offspring, which obviously turned out to be a load of rubbish? <laughs> or had he recently claimed that he hadn't died and been replaced by a lookalike from Sudan? Eh? <laughs> uh-huh. He claimed he'd not died. There were the rumours on the internet that he had died yeah. and been replaced by a lookalike from Sudan. Oh, right, and he okay. had to come out and say, no, I've not died. I'm still alive and I'm not my own lookalike from Sudan. Right, or, okay. was there over a thousand of his children on the government payroll that he claimed were his? However, it then transpired that, of course, not his and it's just fake employees and he's getting the money for them. 
Okay, fair enough. Well, I, I think I'm, I think I like the sound of the second one that he had to clear, he, he had to come out and say he wasn't dead and he'd not been replaced by somebody. Well, Exhibit A was himself, and you are right. <laughs> he claims he's still alive, <laughs> and that and that he is himself. <laughs> Would you believe it? <laughs> Although there are rumours knocking around saying that he's been replaced by an imposter from Sudan, <laughs> who just happens to look the same as him. <laughs> So well, at least it does look the same, at least it's convincing. Yeah. Um, although it turns out it's not actually him, and it's just a Russian man stood inside a suit. <laughs> but there we go. So, final question. I think you've got, have you got, is it five out of nine or six Something out of nine? Like so yeah, yeah, you're doing, doing pretty, pretty well. Bad. Yeah. Um, so, final question. In July this year, what did Mary Berry do? Did she bake for the Tour de France winner Geraint Thomas and a Team Sky team after she was holidaying in the south of France and a stage finished near where she was staying? Hearing that they had the rest day the next day, she baked them some biscuits to have on their day off. Or, was she attending the Bestival Music Festival in Devon, where she met Rick Astley? He said he was a big fan of hers and invited her to play the drums for him. So she did as part of his headline set. I'm sure I've heard of this one. Um, and I think that once Rick Astley had got her on the drums for his set, he realised that she's the best drummer he's ever had. And he said to her, you know, Mary... I'm never going to give you up. <laughs> and uh, no, uh, I, I, I. How do you watch footage of this on YouTube? But you're just being rickrolled. <laughs> is, is that still a thing nowadays? Rickrolling. It, it is still a thing. It's, I regularly still rickroll people. Do you? I do. And uh, that was number one on the day that I was born, by the way. Really? Which I think is the reason why I wasn't given up for adoption. <laughs> which is uh, one of my popular beliefs. Um, but no, I'm going to say. It's the second one. I'm sure I've heard about Mary Berry being set on some drums before. Whether it was Rick Astley's thing or whether you've kind of manipulated it a little bit, I'm not sure, but I'm sure I've heard that before. So I'm going to go with that one. And well done. You are right. I was. I listened to some news this year. Well, that's probably more interesting than some of the news we've had this year. Yeah. I was hoping you hadn't seen that. Uh, obviously. Well, I'd, I'd seen something about Mary Berry being on drums. So right. There you go. Because uh, that, that completely passed me by at the time, so I thought it'd be a good one to put in there. Thank you very much. Have we got more coming next week? Well, we, we, I'm sure I'll manage to find some more news stories and get another one coming up next week. So I think all that's left to do is for us to wish you Merry Christmas, isn't it? Uh, we hope you have a really nice Christmas. But we we do want to. Do, are we going to try and bring? Are we going to get a celebrity on between Christmas and New Year? Or are they a bit quiet between Christmas and New Year because the telly's just full of Christmas specials and things like that? Yeah. So I don't know if you well, want to. Should we pick somebody to try and actually get on this time? Since we're going to have a bit more time at home, because we both got a bit of time off work, haven't we? What? To actually try and get somebody on the podcast. What about trying to get Jing Wei on here? He can he can fly over. Julie. Yeah, and I have to try and pronounce his <laughs> name again. Uh, well, we've, we mentioned a few 40-year-olds as well, didn't we? So John Legend, probably a bit too famous, I think. Um, did we have any... Emil Heskey, James Corden. James Corden, probably a bit too famous as well, I suppose. Yeah, Emil Heskey, not too famous, though. <laughs> Do you want to try Emil Heskey? Or did, is there anybody else we've mentioned today in the news? Did we get anybody in the news? Should we get Bruno Tony only on and see if we can say there were tits on the podcast? We, we could do. We, we also had the 300-year-old pirate who's now divorced. Oh, he's on. He's, here he is. Look, he's, he's in your kitchen, this 300-year-old pirate. We could easily claim that the pirate's on. Or should we get the not-dead president of Nigeria? Is that right? Yeah, or his imposter. 
Yeah. Should we, could we get this Russian Russian um, robot with, with the man in a suit, though? I think we mentioned Katie Price today, who uh, who turns 40 this year. Yeah. Uh, Nelly Furtado also turned 40 this year. Um, anyone in particular? Or did we mention anybody else earlier on? Some winners of various shows. Yeah. Maybe know. a bit busy now, though, I suppose. Maybe we could try and get an apprentice reject on. Possibly. Uh, we mentioned uh, Kevin Pressman. Yeah. Howard Pressman, Kevin Pressman. Could get the brothers on, or one of them. We've tried getting a goalkeeper on before, though, haven't we? Oh, yeah, good point. Get his brother on, though. We didn't have much much luck, did we? Uh, but but, but Harry, Howard Pressman, like we said, might not be uh, might not be too good on the old... Um, I don't know, is he allowed to come on another another podcasty sort of thing? He's a bit of a broadcaster himself, isn't he? Might have contractual regulations. I don't know. Maybe we'll think about it between us, and we'll pick somebody in the yeah. meantime. Or we'll just we might just forget again and not do it, <laughs> but we will see. Possibly, I think I want to give a shout out to Henry as well because he uh, got in touch with us saying thanks for the shout out last week. Yes, yeah, so we're giving another shout. Out. <laughs> say thanks to us again. <laughs> no, we'll keep. will just keep going around in a vicious circle, yeah. won't it? Can we? Can we not? Can we not give shout outs to people getting in touch with us because it makes us sound very, very small timers. A lot of people get in touch with us who listen. Not not everybody tweets. Everybody. Some people. Some people write us a review. Some people pass me in the street and say great podcast. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Do you say that or do they say that? No, they say that. Right, okay. I mean, some people obviously just admire us from afar, uh, and some people admire us from a very, very, very far distance to the extent they don't even listen to us. Well, I looked on the stats the other day and we had somebody listening to us from Barking. Really? Uh, Barking Mad, that's what it is. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so I think, yeah, that's all we've got time for, really, just to wish you uh, a Merry Christmas. A very Merry Christmas to you all. We're going to say Happy New Year, but we're probably going to come back before the New Year, aren't we? We'll do that on New Year's Unless you don't listen, in which case, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, and if you don't listen for a full year, Merry Christmas for this time next year as well. Yeah. And if if this if this is the last episode you're ever going to listen to us, then yeah, sorry to hear that you passed away recently. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. Thank you very much. Thank you. See Goodbye. you next week.